I'll go on. I got 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, and continuing with what I started last week, growing up spiritually. Father, I just ask that you minister to us tonight. We thank you for your word. You're so good. We give you praise. Speak to us tonight, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you all for joining with the fast. It's been good. And morning prayer, like Joe said, has been exciting. Sometimes, oh, I think one day this week, we, no one was leaving. Even though they knew they were going to be late for work, but no one could leave. It was, it was incredible here. So if you can, please uh, join us. Amen. Growing up spiritually. I started by saying last week there are certain responsibilities that God will not give to you in the body of Christ until you grow up spiritually. And it's not good for you to be born again and remain the same way for years. I mean, I've heard Christians say this. You know, I've been a Christian for 30 years. And then you look at their lives, they are filled with fear, anxiety, all kinds of things happening to them. They are uncertain about so many things about God. And you wonder, where have you been for 30 years? Now, we know how strange it will be to find a 16-year-old walking around with diapers, you know. And you have to change the diapers. That's going to be horrible. But that's what happens spiritually uh, to a lot of uh, believers. We have to grow spiritually. We have to, you have to have the desire to grow spiritually. It's, it's natural, after you're born, it's natural to expect you to grow up. It's just natural. If you have a 20-year-old kid at home doing nothing and not wanting to get out of a home, he's 25, you, the parents will worry. And they begin to ask questions. And like Lalinia said, we want to kick that baby out of here. No kidding. <laughs> we want to get rid of this child. What's going on? And people will be asking, we're genuinely a concern. But spiritually, we can have that, and nobody's thinking anything about it. I wonder what God thinks about it. God wants us to grow up, grow up spiritually, and be mature. And that's why in Hebrews chapter 6 it said, let's leave the fundamental doctrines, the leaning in of the fundamental doctrines, baptisms and all of that, the laying on of hands. Let us grow on to maturity. That's exactly the will of God for every Christian to grow up to maturity. We have to grow up and we're never satisfied. I shared with a brother here, I like to listen to those that challenge me. They make me feel real little. So I can aspire out of something. If you're sharing with me something that where I've already been, you're not helping me. I want to grow up. I want to be like these guys. I want to do what God is doing through these individuals. They're human beings like me. They got born again the same way I got born again. We all received Christ. We all said the same prayer. Why is it that he or she can do these things and I can't? Do I have to be a preacher to do that? No. I determined years ago I'll do exactly what the preacher is doing. Why is he teaching me? He's teaching me to do exactly what he's doing. And if I can't do it, then something is wrong. I need to grow up. And I'm determined I'm going to grow up. I'm not going to be a baby. 
I am very firm. I know that Satan has no power at all. I know a lot of Christians fear the devil and they are seeing demons here and there and they are so shaky. With... I don't fear the demons. Demons, they run away from me. That's, they are not my problems now. They got nothing to do with my life. I am born again, saved, delivered from, from all of their powers. I'm free. Now is to pursue after the one that's called me. Like Paul said, you know, pushing forward. That's the thing. I, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want, I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. Every part of him, I want to know him. I'm not just going to sit back, be satisfied, because God used me last year. I got to grow up. I need more. That was history. We're not talking about what God has done in the past. I want some fresh bread. I want something new. God doing something new in my life. That's why we're fasting. We need something new. Not to stay the same way we were last year, glorying what God did last year. He was a great. I don't want worse. We want to know what God is doing right now. Where are you right now? You're growing up. Do you have the desire in your heart to grow up? Or are you just going to sit there and be a Christian and sour? We want to grow up. We have to grow up spiritually so that God will see us as vessels of honor. Because he's looking for someone to use. You know, when Jesus said, pray to the Lord that he will send laborers. You know, the problem is not the wheat in the field. Not the grain. The problem is laborers. I want to be one of those. And I don't want to be just one little one of those. I want to be one that's leading off a host of them. And why not you? Why not you? Why you have to look to somebody else? They were born just like you were born. And don't allow, you know, Satan to speak to your mind and say, for example, you got an accent. <laughs> How are you going to go beyond your accent? You talk funny. So settle for this. Because you know you are in an environment where you can't really make it. Because you see, in the natural, you are limited by your accent. Well, then I reverse it. They have accents. I don't have any. I'm no kidding. <laughs> you can't allow anything to stop you. You, I use that because I want to make a point. You can't allow the inadequacies that you feel in your life to stop you or to stop God from doing what He has to do in your life. God wants to do great things and He's just looking for volunteers that He will use. But you see, He will not give you the responsibility because this is a huge job this is a divine job. We don't give great responsibilities to babies or children. You don't do that. You know not to do that. So why would God hand over the things of His kingdom to your hands when you're still a baby or a child? It's not going to happen. So He behooves us to do whatever it takes. And it's available. What you need to grow up is available. It's there for you. We just have to take advantage of it. And as you avail yourself to these things, you grow. 
you lose your fears about different things. The misconceptions will suddenly vanish away. And then you begin, your eyes begin to open. And then you begin to grow. And then you watch God do things in your life. And that's where we ought to be. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 tells us, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. See, God's desire, His will is to give you solid food, not milk. He knows to give milk to the newborn. Those that are coming to Christ for the first time. But those of us that have been in Christ for two years, three years and more, no. You should grow up. The more you eat, the faster you grow. This has nothing to do with chronological age. This has to do with your desire. The desire of a righteous man shall be granted. If you desire to grow, you grow. I know of a friend, his name is John, a football player. I, I, I actually, uh, when I was in the junior college in Georgia, he was a backsliding Christian. I guess he grew up in a, in a Christian home and he got to college and he backed away from it. But I went into their room to witness and uh, I started scripture and uh, this fellow will help me complete it, you know. And I turn around and look at him and say, what are you doing with all these crazy guys, you know, that was in my head? What are you doing with them? You know God, you know about God. John later turned his life to God and he started telling me stories. He said, you know, I, he was a big fellow, I mean, really hefty guy, football player. He said, boy, I used to be really scared of you. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, it seems like every time I come through the hallway, you know, down from downstairs up with my six-pack, you seem to be coming from the other direction and I have to hide my, <laughs> my six-pack from you. But then he got saved. And in a short time, he told me, good luck, I, spent, I stayed up night, day and night. At night, when, when others were sleeping, I was up just studying. God was using that man. He was amazing. God, in a very short time, God was doing great things. Preachers were inviting him to speak. I was jealous. I, no one was inviting me to speak. <laughs> but he had spent time. He wanted to grow. He felt like he had lost time. Now it was catch-up time. There were three saved at the same time. But at the same time, but only this one had this strong desire, and he was their teacher. It just depends on where you want to go. Solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those. That is those who, by the reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use. Well, so food is the word, right? How often do you use the word in your life? You can't have your senses trained until you actually use the word. What have you heard lately? So the word is, is the key here. You know the word, and, and when difficulties come, you know where to turn. You know what word to use. And you're training your senses. And this is not uh, physical senses. This is spiritual senses, your faith. You're training through the word. 
as you conquer the mistakes you made, you're trying to use the word against the circumstance, then you become used to this part of the world, you know, to run back there. You walked last time. You got to have your senses trained. I'm coming to it later. But you know, babies are dependent on others for their survival. I know it's hard for people to hear. And it's okay if you're a baby to depend on others. It's really okay. But after you're full grown, that should be limited. That means you, I'm not saying you can't depend on others, but more and more you know your God. Amen. You don't have to call here and there. It's okay to call, and don't misunderstand me. Call and ask for people. When you call, you're asking for people to pray with you. Mostly you're asking for people to agree with you in prayer. That's what you should be doing. You're asking for people to agree with you in prayer. Because the Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, that should be in your mind. So we're not, I'm not saying don't contact one another. That's important. I'll talk to you, pray with me, and all of that. But when, when the rubber hits the road, you're not scared. You know your God. You're not bothered by the circumstance. You know God is going to come through. You just don't know how. But if you have not had your senses trained through the word, guess what? You can sleep at night. You can sleep at night. You act like I used to act when demons would come into my room and oppress me. You know, I've said it here before. They oppress me and, you know, I can't move, I can't talk, I can't even move my hand, not a finger. And I knew it was a demon doing that because this dark shadow comes over you. It's like all of a sudden you're sleeping, but you can still see the dark shadow. And I couldn't move my hand. I couldn't move anything. So I, after they've, they've done with what they have to do with me, they leave and then I start crying, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, the Father, all of you help me. I, I need help. And I'll kneel down and I'll be crying to God and telling God, please help me. And then I started asking him, God, why won't you deliver me from this? It was almost every night. It was a very difficult thing. And I, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, in those days, you know, born again, speaking in tongues, and you begin to wonder, do I really have the Holy Spirit? Do you understand what I'm saying? How would demons be oppressing me like this? And I've, I've yelled, I've done everything, I've cried, nothing is happening. I got to give your senses trained. And God said to me, why don't you use, use you kneeling down there? And, and, and crying and doing all of that stuff and this demon is standing around just laughing and having fun over your life why don't you call him back and tell him what you tell him to stay in his place and that's exactly what I did Start, sat in my room told that demon come back here stand right there and point, there was no one there I said to myself if Jesus could speak to a tree I can speak to something that I can see I told him you can't touch me that was the end of it. And I know in, in my country we attribute those to a spirit of witchcraft. And I went into this church one time in Nigeria and the Lord spoke to me and the pastor confirmed it to speak. And God said there are a lot of witches in this church. So I, I changed my message. And I teased them. I mean, I told them you got no power at all. They were laughing. Some of them couldn't look up. They had their heads down because the light was on. And I showed them where I lived. Go in your cover and go and do whatever. Try. 
I don't pray about demons for protection. No, I am protected. I don't pray about those. There are more things to pray about than to pray for me to be protected from a demon. They can do anything to me. I am surrounded everywhere I go. You are also. But you don't have this knowledge and, and that without you using the word, training your senses spiritually to know that God is always there for you and you cannot be hurt. And because He's there, God is always there. God is always there. You start by training using the Word of God. And it works. You know, I, I, I said this here before, and it's not a boast. I'm boasting on the Lord. Okay? Based on His Word, I know He's faithful to His Word. God is faithful to His Word. We are the flaky ones. So I can trust in His Word. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to pray, oh God help me, oh God I'm getting into a plane now, I don't want the plane to crash. I just thank God that the plane is not going to crash. Just because the favored one of the Lord is sitting in the plane. Amen. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Things keep coming to me. I know this man of God back in my country. You know, he was in a plane... And the engine was really rattling, and the pilot signaled to the passengers, we have problems. And this man, if you know him, he's going to be with the Lord now. He's bold. He was a very bold man. He said to everybody, don't worry about it. I'm here. Nothing's going to happen to you. Don't worry. All the passengers were looking to him. So if the plane shook a little bit, they all turned to him over. <laughs> See, if he's afraid, he said, don't worry about it. When the plane landed, all the passengers took their turn to shake his hand. Thank you, sir. It wasn't the pilot. They all took their turns to shake his hand. Thank you, sir. You are a true man of God. Because the plane landed. So we are serving the same God. And God doesn't have favorites. See? He doesn't favor me because I'm the pastor. No. Sometimes pastors get the harder part <laughs> because he's expecting more. Amen? He's there with you. We have our senses trained. Exercise to discern both good and evil. You know when it's good. You know when it's evil. Not just sin. You know when this good is coming. When evil is coming, you got your senses strained. Question Are you an adult or a baby in Christ? That's for you to answer. You don't have to say yes or no. Or if you are a baby or an adult in Christ. You have to understand just as we have in the natural world, that's the same way we have in the spiritual realm. You have babies, you have children. And then you have adults in the natural world. In the spirit realm, the house of God, we also have the same. We have babies. We like to believe they just got born. Amen? And then we have children. 
and then we have adults. Babies have their characteristics, children have their own characteristics, and adults are different. Babies, what are some of the things we see in babies? First, babies are innocent. They have no past. Right? They have no past. So a newborn child of God has no past. If they have any past in their mind, that's just in their mind. They need to renew their mind as the work begins. <laughs> they start growing. They have no past. Secondly, I would say that babies depend on others for their welfare or remission there. They can't do anything for themselves. And it's not expected that they should do anything for themselves. It's expected that others will take care of them. That's the way it is. Third, babies are ignorant. They've not lived long enough to know what's happening in life. So we can tolerate that. They are just ignorant. You have to teach them. If you don't, they will stay ignorant. That's babies. This is a negative one. Babies are very irritable. Yeah. If they want something and they don't get it at the right time, they, th- they throw a tantrum. <laughs> you got to respond right away. Give it to me and give it to me now. If you don't, nobody's going to have peace in this home. <laughs> it's just babies. We expect that of them. And I want to talk about children. A baby grows into a child. One thing about children is, I've already mentioned that, you can't depend on them. You can't give the same responsibilities that you give to an adult to a child. They are not very focused. Their minds are always racing from one thing to the other. They can't stay focused. I see that with my children at home. It's constant. You have to remind them. Come back and do this. Back and do this. Back. Their minds always racing. They, you can't depend on them. They are not. They are not adults. That's why we don't let them drive. <laughs> if you are a baby, God won't let you. Or a child, God will not let you drive either. You can't drive. You just can't. Until you are an adult, God is not going to give you these responsibilities. It's too heavy. It's just too heavy. You, you won't put it in your hands. So they are not dependable, but, but they are also very curious. They want to get into adults' business. They ask a lot of questions, sir. They drive you crazy asking questions. There's children. They have a very strong desire to play. Right. It's just all playing. That bothers, you know, where, when, when fun is more important to a believer 
than the things of God. You are a child. If Jesus could know to say, don't you realize at 12 that I have to be about my father's business as a child? You are a grown believer and you still don't understand that. See, it's not all play. I'm not going to go because I didn't feel good. Well, pastor spoke and he made me feel bad. So I'm not coming back to church. Have you seen that before? Oh, I'm going to change church. The message was offensive to me. It made me feel bad. You heard that? I heard that. That's a child. And they go from one church to another. (laughs) From one church to the other. This week they are offended, the next week they are happy. And then they come back again offended, you know. Little things matter to them. People get offended because the flower was not placed right. Or you have Christmas lights and we don't like Christmas lights. Those, these, these things that don't make any sense, things that don't matter, it's not, it has nothing to do with the spiritual life. But to these individuals, it matters to them. Very readable. You have to keep the peace, just like you do with the kids at home, no? Oh, stop, told you, stop, you know. Let's have some peace. They're constantly fighting about something, complaining about something. Children do that. The children of Israel in in, uh, the wilderness, they were not good enough to enter into the Holy Land, the Promised Land. Why? They were like children. They complained every time. If if you didn't make them happy, if they didn't get it right away, they complained. They need water. God was going to give them water. But before they talk to Moses, they are already complaining. They are ready to stone. They are ready to go back to Egypt. It's their children. And you still see that in the church today. I mean, you can't even correct believers rightly anymore. They get offended just to say, this is no good. I mean, if we're bringing a message to you or something, I I told people, talk to me. You know, if I'm doing something that's not right, talk to me about it. You're helping me. I may not like it at that time, but that's a major help for me. I need to see it. I like it if I hear it from you and I hear it from another person. But now we're even afraid to correct things because you don't know how the person is going to take it. So you have to do things diplomatically. You have to pray real hard before because you don't know he's going to respond badly. He shouldn't be... Well, with a child I can do that. Find a way to really let the child understand what I'm trying to say. But an adult, it shouldn't be that way. I should expect the person to understand and move on. That, you know, this is not a criticism. It's meant for your own good. We're a family. We're a family. So this is what's happening in the church, but, you know, I believe that God wants us to grow up. There are things, there are spiritual gifts that God wants, they're already in us. The gifts are not going to be given. These are manifestation of the Spirit, they're already in us. But as long as you're still a child and you're focused on these mundane things, not spiritual things, God cannot, your mind will not even go to that direction. You're not thinking that way. 
And you know, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so, exactly. You can't think spiritual things. You are too focused on things that you can see in the natural. How can God use you in great things? So we really need to grow up. I might be preaching to the wrong crowd. Maybe this should be a Sunday morning service. (laughs) But they have that strong desire to play. They have to have fun. If it's no fun, they don't want it. But the kingdom of God is not always fun. Sometimes God is tearing down, just like the eagle renews his strength. There's a time to tear down. There's a time to build. It's not always fun. And the one who is mature understands that. Difficulties are going to come. But if you know your God, you are not moved by it. You know the difficulty are just things to help you step up. To grow up. To become mature in Christ. I don't have time more. I wanted to talk more, but possibly postpone this. The uh, characteristics of uh, our manhood in a Christian. First is they understand proper priority. In other words, they don't esteem earthly things above spiritual things. If you're mature, that's your priority. The kingdom of God is number one. If other things matter, maybe you don't understand what this is all about in the first place. Secondly, uh, someone who is mature is dead to criticisms and praise. Both of them. They started saying here, you have to tell yourself, I have nothing to prove to anyone. You see, if you are still concerned about what people think about you, and believe me, they have all kinds of opinions. You can't change it. You can't do anything about it. Some will have good opinions of you, others will have bad ones. So you can't, you can't help that. So just give up. But if you're still concerned about that, you will not, God really cannot use you. You're still a baby. You're still a child. The children worry about what other children are thinking about them. If you're still concerned about that, that's a real problem. I know everyone, I mean, I don't want people to be saying bad things about me. That's the truth. Nobody wants that. But if I'm doing what is right, and they still say bad stuff about me, it's okay. And that's where you draw the line. But when you're concerned about that, then you really have a problem. You are not grown. You know how many criticism Jesus had in his time? They even called him. He had, they said he has a demon. If you were the son of God, how would you take that? He didn't even talk about it. He went on doing his stuff. When you expect him to be quiet... You know what we'll be doing if we were his disciples? When he was saying some of the things he was saying to the Pharisees and they were trying to kill him. I mean, he'll be saying and we'll be saying, oh, he started again. He's going to turn these people against him. I am the bread of life. 
he says things like I am the light of the world he who follows me will not walk in darkness and you know saying those things is going to cause him some difficulty if you don't drink my blood and eat my flesh you have no life in you these were Jews that have been taught not to be cannibals right you won't say those things and he spiritually he was saying the truth but in the natural they didn't understand what he was doing they were mad but did he stop him? no he continued because he didn't care what man thought about him that's so important praise is another aspect you know people will praise you but let me tell you something they praise you today they'll criticize you tomorrow (laughs) so take it that's just the way life is so get the praise in here and out don't think too much on it you are not that tough (laughs) before long the same individuals will criticize you so you see just don't think on it accept it don't say well it's not me oh it's not me it's the Lord (laughs) give me a break (laughs) okay I told the story about the lady here that uh, said, just listen to the words of the song. Don't worry, about, I don't have a good voice. I can't sing, but I just want you to focus on the words of the song. And she sang, the words were really good. And when she stepped off stage, the brother who was so blessed by the words said, Oh, the words were wonderful, but you sure can sing. And she was mad. <laughs> I don't think you got it, but she said she couldn't sing. She was told, yeah, you really can sing, and she got mad. So just, just don't do that. There's no need to do that. Don't put yourself down. Just be you. And don't worry about what people think. When you're spiritually mature, it's not an issue. It should bother you if you are offensive to people. That's maturity. If what I'm doing is offending people, I need to stop. I can't say, well, I don't care what they think. <laughs> You're a baby. You are not walking in love. And if you are like Christ, you won't be doing that. So, there's a balance to all of this. I'm going to stop. Would you stand up with me? I know I'm speaking to all mature Christians here tonight. Amen. Let's just, let's just believe that, act that way, and let God use us. God is going to use this congregation greatly. This year, I really believe that with all of my heart. God is going to pour in great finances. I really believe that. I, I had a... How many of you know Chuck Pierce? No, of Chuck Pierce. And he's a prophet. And uh, this last week, I believe, last week, Angela and I went to one of his, uh, one, the only night he spoke, I believe. And uh, he gave a word of prophecy that God, there's going to be a sonic boom coming to Houston. Of praise and worship and great things happening in, in churches in Houston. And that God is going to start with 12 churches in Houston. And uh, when he said that, I said in my heart, 
We've got to be one of those. <laughs> Our church has to be one. Amen. And uh, I think two separate occasions, uh, I believe with Jacqueline, uh, somebody prophesied over her and said to her that the church where you're worshiping now is one of those 12 churches. And I think another person said the same thing to Charlie, that your church is going to be one of those 12 churches that God is about to do something with here in Houston. I believe that with all of my heart. It's a word of prophecy. Let's believe that. Let's stay mature. Let's grow up and let God use us to touch that. I've often said here, why not us? Why not us? God will use us. Would you raise your hands tonight and thank God for the gift of salvation, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit of God among us. The Word of God has been given to us to grow thereby. Lord, we thank you for your great power over our lives. We thank you for everything that you've made available for us. We truly cannot be stopped because the captain is in our midst. The Holy One of Israel is in our midst. The God of the whole world is in our midst. Lord, we cannot be stopped. Your blessings are upon us, O God. We thank you for them. The abundance is here, Lord God. We thank you for it. Every family is blessed in the name of Jesus. No family in the Ark Fellowship will ever know once this year in the name of Jesus. We have great abundance, promotions in Jesus' name. Spiritually, we are healthy and strong. Physically, we are healthy and strong. We are doing exploits in the name of Jesus. Our God is with us. Our captain is in our midst. We thank you, Father. Lord, we are doing well. We will not be sick in Jesus' name. Lord, there will not be untimely death in the name of Jesus. Far be it from us, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let your word prevail at the Ark Fellowship, O God. Let your word prevail greatly at the Ark Fellowship. Let every heart, every family, every life be touched. We thank you, Lord. We cannot be stopped. Because our God is in our midst, we thank you. We have found favor in your sight. There is no enchantment against Jacob. Thank you, Lord. There is no enchantment against the Ark Fellowship. There is no enchantment against any family at the Ark Fellowship. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.